Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, we were very happy in Dear Ann Landers. Wife was working at a casino in Dear Ann. She thinks way too much. She had to get married. Dear Pod. You know a good way to get a new TV? Throw one out. Better. Watch House Hunters and put your foot through the screen. I love House Hunters so much. I'm about to ruin it for you forever. But I also know that it's fake. Fake or just gently staged? Because there's no way. I mean... (sighs) Here's the thing about House Hunters. We all know we're going to get the standard thing, which is a woman who says she wants an open floor concept. They're going to walk out on a deck and be like, oh, I can picture myself drinking coffee here. And they're always going to be completely. He wants a craftsman. She wants a divorce. (laughs) That's exactly what this episode was. Exactly. It's episode. She's looking for a Victorian and he's looking for a way out. She wants a colonial, and he wants a small Philippine prostitute. (laughs) You can tell when you walk in, and he's like, this is really great. I like it. I don't like anything. (laughs) Windows are too small. (laughs) Floor is terrible. What about this paint job? And I don't like this couch. It's like the couch isn't. Doesn't with come with house. and the, always the paint. And whose kids are these? You're Just like, wait. Want, I want them to walk out and be like, "Oh, what a lovely deck!" I can really picture myself crying out here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great crawl space. I can't wait to stuff my wife in it. I think she'll. <laughs> I think she'll really like it. This is an open floor concept where I can look over all my ruined hopes and dreams. <laughs> That's house hunters, purely. And the, and they're always expecting so much for so little. They're like, we want three bedrooms, five baths, uh, about 3,000 square feet. And okay, what's your budget? $57. Right. Well, this bathroom's really tiny. Well. Well, what are you going to do? It's the bathroom inside the bathroom. My bathroom needs a bathroom. I know. And the worst part is, is that like in places like Indiana and Wisconsin and stuff like that, they'll get that kind of square footage for 57 bucks. And everybody in New and, York is and, getting angry. Right. And just gorgeous. It's like this is a, a unbelievable home. It tells you the quality of life you could have <laughs> if you ever decided to leave this stupid <laughs> island. If you left Idiot Island, you could actually have a quality of life. It's just funny when people walk through, they're like, ooh, that's a tiny, that's a, that's a tiny master. And I'm just like crying. I'm like, <laughs> you're actually watching amazing. it from inside a closet. <laughs> and you're like, I've been sleeping here for five months. Like, I don't understand how. I mean, there's like one bathroom. Keep in mind, for the 10 of us growing up, there was one bathroom that we shared. Oh, yeah. Two bathrooms. One was in my parents' room and we didn't go in. And the other one was for the, the, the eight The rest. Of us. And right. the rest. And there and was there like there a was half small. bath, right? <laughs> It was just a, it was more of just like a, a bird pond. You had to wash yourself yeah. in the pedestal sink. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm busy. All right. You've got, did you have to have allotments for when people could use the bathroom? Was there like a schedule? Like Patrick gets seven to seven, three, seven oh three. Well, because since everyone was a lot older than I was, everyone was kind of out of the house before. You I won. Up. I know you think you didn't win, but you won. You got the pedestal sink all to yourself. <laughs> And now I'm paying too much in rent in New York. See how things balance out? But this episode, I have to just tell you about it because seriously, 
I almost picked up my TV and threw it in the backyard. And I was like, these stupid people. And, you know, this is how you know your brand is on point. When a friend sent this to me specifically in Facebook Messenger because he knows I hate people. (laughs) He's like, you have to watch this because this is going to chap your ass. Get ready. So if you ever want to look this up, this is um, it's recent. It's called... um, I always like when they also like pick the wrong house. That's like the all the time the, they do. The, they like, never. I don't pick know the one. the one with the graveyard in the basement and the the woman hanging in the attic. The one no, with Joe Beth Williams not. running in the backyard in a <laughs> t-shirt. And then the one that's in their budget. They're getting more than what they need. They then, never pick the right one. Right. And then they're like, I think we're going to go the well, one with the graveyard in the basement and the woman hanging upstairs. I mean, this one ticked all the boxes, but the other one doesn't have a roof. So let's take that one. <laughs> And I I'm know we can't, but it's a little bit outside our budget, but we're going to make it work. We were a little concerned since it was already on fire when we saw the house, but we didn't know how much we would have to pay for it. So, <laughs> But I've been crunching the numbers, and I really think we can make this work. It's really the <laughs> ideal neighborhood. Ding dong, two weeks. Well, we just moved in to the garage because the house burned down, if you remember the previous episode. We're still waiting for the roof to go in. <laughs> still, looking any day for, now. still looking for our kids because there was that sex offender down the street. But anyway... I'm sure he'll show up. But again, it's a real up-and-comer neighborhood. It's really up-and-coming. I mean, look at the lot. An open floor concept. I mean, it's burned down. (laughs) It doesn't even have walls. It's so open floor. We're really ahead of our game here, you know, trend-wise. But this guy, oh, grown adults who need a man cave. But this is more offensive because he didn't call it a man cave. He called it a hidey hole. My hidey hole. And so the woman is a shrew. And she has that tone of voice that's naturally aggressive that makes everybody in the room go like, oh, stop, or I'll do whatever you want. Just shut up. Is it the baby voice or is it like that? No, it's abnormally aggressive. Like she's talking to her kids and she wasn't saying anything bad, but it sounded angry. She was like, everybody get a bowl of soup. Mother's made a bowl of soup. So get your soup and go in the other room. So that was her natural talking voice. I'm happy. (laughs) I'm happy. I just want a quartz countertop and that's all. It's going to relax me. It's so, like, I have to back up from the mic. I'm going to blow somebody out on the other side. There's no room for my knives. I don't know why he won't speak up about what he wants. I don't understand. So the husband I don't like wallpaper. (laughs) I don't like tile. That's sad. I can't change that paint color. (laughs) So she has that aggressive voice. Already, I hate the woman. But then I hated the guy more. Because he was a nudge who wasn't speaking up. Because I was like, you you were watching this divorce happen in front of you. You thought they hate each other, but they're not even pretending on screen. You can tell. And they're not. It was almost like when they yelled cut, they were like, fuck you. (laughs) Just punched each other in the throat. (laughs) They were so angry with each other. But he would go off on his own to look at the house. And he was obsessed with getting a hidey hole. My hidey hole. And, he, you know, when they talk about what they want in the beginning, he says, I just I just want my place to have my hidey hole. My hidey hole. If I could go somewhere and have my and then it shows a shot of him in his current hidey hole. My hidey drawing hole. Drawing a sad picture of a dog. And it looks so upsetting. And all I can think of was the guy who lives in the crawl space. He had a hidey hole. He did. Maybe that's all he ever wanted. Or maybe he can just go to Port Authority. And he can find a hidey hole I'll find you a hidey hole there. I'm sure you can. My hidey hole. Her name is Janine. Yeah, take your teeth out. I have to to just play for you this guy saying hidey hole. And the worst part is it goes throughout the episode 
And then eventually the realtor starts saying it and the wife starts saying it. And now there's three grown ass adults literally walking into a house and being like, would this be okay for a hidey hole? I know he's worried about finding a hidey hole. This, this place isn't good enough for a hidey hole. I, here, before I go any further, you know YouTube's going to play a commercial. That's something that I want. Was there anything down here that would work for a hidey hole? I mean, something yeah. could we could make something work, but mm -hmm. it's not ideal. I think Michael's being a little too picky about where he could put his hidey hole. That's There's disgusting. plenty of space in the basement. <laughs> I got this bathroom over here. Okay, this is a pretty small bathroom. Fuck off. <laughs> it's a small bathroom. Only four horses can take a bath in there at once. I mean, my triple wide stroller is not going to fit in this bathroom. How could you know what I they love need? It a, when they go into these they need a huge house for all the emotional baggage. <laughs> Isn't that insane? I need an extra room to hide from my wife. I understand why he needs a hidey hole, but do you have to, as a grown adult, keep saying the word hidey hole? We're going to put hidey hole on a loop, and we're just going to keep pressing that button of the guy saying it's not good for a hidey hole. Hidey hole. <laughs> I'm really surprised at how young they are because you it, you kind of made it seem like they were older. No, they're just they're just angry beyond their years. They've yep. had life sucked out of their face. They live in Billings, Montana. Nope. It's called Out of Time, and it's from June 12th. And I recommend everybody get on YouTube right now and watch it. It's going to be legendary. What? We're going to start a group. That's what it is. That's the episode. The oh. episode of House Hunters was from June 12th. <laughs> I had a minor. Did you stroke? I just... Patrick, I made really... soup. I made soup, Patrick. Wake up. I got you a fig it's and pine nut It's been a long week. Enjoy your coffee, Patrick. But she's not saying anything bad. She's just saying it so aggressively. She's just giving you information without any kind of She's like Russian. Yeah. When you hear a Russian person talk, they were like, I enjoyed your performance. <laughs> I think that's German, but still. Yeah. I'm really bad at dialects. No, that's great. I'm working on them. Welcome to Dear Pod, the vintage advice podcast. Can you hear me talking? Can you hear me? Coming to you from the beautiful Maha'a Lounge in the stunning Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hidey hole. Uh, it's hidey hole. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to find you a hidey hole, Jim, if you can't even pronounce hidey hole. Anyway, I'm I need nine a place for my man cave. <laughs> I got your man cave right here. Speaking of man cave, welcome. I'm 1980s heartthrob Carrie Elways. <laughs> and I'm Joan London. And welcome. <laughs> And welcome to, to Dear, Dear Pod. Pod. Oh, we said it at the same time. Aww. Jinx. You owe me a cocktail. Right. Uh, I'm very happy to welcome you all back to Le Pod. I hope you keep coming back. I hope you keep rating. I hope you keep reviewing. I hope you keep subscribing to our beautiful little podcast. Because we love it. And we love getting mail from you guys. We're getting more and more listener mail. Oh, my God. We have some That's good ones best. this week. DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. Yes. Ask us your advice questions and we will be here to receive them. And follow us on all your social media at DearPodOfficial across the board. So I'd like to welcome you here. Hi. Hi. What have you got in that box in front of you? It looks so fancy. Well, because we're out of rum balls, mm -hmm. our dear friend Galen, who went on a cruise <gasps> yes. with her family to Bermuda. And she brought back E. coli? I don't think so, but oh, maybe. Fingers crossed. She gave us another rum-based product, <gasps> which is a strawberry rum swizzle cake. No! With Bacardi Gold. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know Bacardi. 
It does. <gasps> it actually smells so good. Galen Gilliland, Broadway's Galen Gilliland, you are our hero today. Oh, I can smell you. I can smell you bunt from here. Oh, that is lovely. We have forks ready. Um, oh, wow. Okay, so this is a swizzle cake. I don't know what a from, swizzle is. Do we even know what country this is from? Probably. Is this FDA approved? God, I hope not. It's a strawberry rum swizzle cake with Bacardi Gold. All right. We're gonna we're gonna I'm crack very this baby open. Because it, it smells Oh delicioso. I forgot to light the candle. I'm so sorry. That's um, all right, Mimi. I'm just I'm not doing this. Okay. All right, here we go. I really hope that you're over your um Mariah Carey rant. Uh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> you know, I've listened to us you. some of the old older episodes and we talk about Mariah Carey in another episode. I am aware. And you talked about the Christmas thing. And no, I, this week is no different. I hate her as much as I hated her last week. And <laughs> I hope you fucking choke on that plastic bag. God, I hope we get to a point where we have her as a guest on the show. Oh, yeah. I really think but she she'll, wants she'll, to come out here. She'll book it and then she won't show up. She always, makes her, she always makes her performance. Whatever you what say. The hell you're Look, about. can we not be angry in front of the swizzle cake? I'm fine, very excited fine. by this. This is our experience. Okay, so cheers. we're getting another cheers. Rum-based oh. product from... A foreign country. Direct from. This is fantastic. It kind of looks like when it's you got really an easy soft. bake oven, how you would put it in that little tin to be I don't know what you're talking about. Baked. Oh. We'll be right back. <laughs> it is so good. Do you like it? I'm gonna need everybody to leave the room. <laughs> It's really. Well, I think everybody has to go. <laughs> it is leave really me damp. In here with the cake alone, it is a damp cake. But you're gonna have to leave me in here for just a little while. Put that fork down. Get away from it. I want to thank Galen Gilliland for showing me God. Oh my God, that that is was good. a religious experience. That is really good. We're gonna finish this throughout the course of this pod. Oh my gosh. That's a pod cake. That's what that is. Galen invented the pod cake. Congratulations, Galen Gilliland. You introduced us to strawberry swizzle cake with Bacardi gold. Gold. Golden. Not silver. Gold. Bacardi golden showers. <laughs> Fill your eyes. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to take a minute to come down from diabetic shock. Right. Because that was fantastic. Oh, my God. But I feel focused now. God, I feel Ready. focused. That's the closest thing I can get to cocaine legally. What do we want to start with now? I think we should start with, well, th this episode is Dear Abby and Landers Confidential, where it's not so much well, this people writing theme, in. Well, this theme, yeah, it's Confidential 2. So a lot of times, Ann and Abby would get advice questions that got a confidential answer, or maybe because the reader didn't want their problem aired in public. They wanted an answer, but they wanted to not be as out and about with their dirty laundry, or, and I think this is the case with a couple that I found, uh, Ann and Abby didn't want to print it to give credence to some of the things that they were being asked. But that's just me surmising that from, from one of the answers that I found. So basically, what you're going to be hearing today is only half of the conversation, which leaves a lot open to interpretation, which makes them more often than not hysterical. Today, you will be hearing the confidential responses. Are you ready? Confidential <laughs> to 
Everybody relax your hidey holes and let's make some magic. I am relaxed. (laughs) Do you want a glass of water with your grilled cheese and soup? Why aren't you speaking? I want to know your opinions. I'm in my manhole. (laughs) I am painting the dogs. Painting the dogs. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. And isn't it like in the man cave, they're just like watching sports and then playing video games. But also that tone of voice is them in bed together at night, sitting right next to each other. (laughs) Did you see this article on Facebook? So aggressive. It makes my hidey hole tense up. Mm. Is it time for sex? (laughs) (laughs) Leave all the lights on, said no one ever. Except for Mariah Carey. All right, it's time. I'm going to throw this hot coffee on your face. Here, let's start a little song. Confidential, it's confidential. Just between you and me. Don't tell anybody, but it's confidential to me. Kill your pets if you spill the beans on my shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still eating this thing. Okay. Ba ba da ba. This comes from the Quad City Times of Davenport, Iowa, March 27, 1978. Confidential to, nuts to you. Please take your business elsewhere. I haven't time for any more of your 25-page letters filled with profanity and obscenities. It sounds to me like the operation was a success, but the patient died. And... Is that like four topics in one? That is one answer. Confidential to nuts to you. She scolds him for clearly he's a guy who sends her page upon page, which I just picture it's one swear after another. It's not even any other words. It's like, fuck, bitch, shit, ass, not, not, fuck. They're like just 25 pages of swears. I don't know about that. But then he asked the question, asked a question about surgery. About surgery. Somebody died. Oh, it works out. You're a filthy human being. It sounds to me like the operation was a success, but the patient died. Oh, and by the way, cue the music. Discover how to be date bait without falling hook, line, and sinker. And Landa's booklet, Dating Do's and Don'ts, will help you be more poised and sure of yourself on dates. Send 50 cents in coin along with a long self-addressed stamped envelope with your request to Ann Landers in care of the Quad City Times P.O. Box 3828 Davenport 52808. That was attached to that. I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like their little plugs are so random. And he, I'm going to piggyback on that. Okay. The plug or the operation or nuts to you or 25 pages of a rant. Well, Multiple times. She keeps getting emails from or mails from these mails. Mails. I do want to know why this guy keeps ranting and raving to her for 25 page letters filled with profanity and obscenities. And in the middle of it all was like, what do I do if I've been operating on somebody who they just came in to get their tonsils removed I wonder and they if took he's out a surgeon. I think he might be. Maybe he's at like the end of his rope. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I going to do, you stupid bitch? I like, don't I don't know that. why that, why. And it's aimed right at her. And it was For called 20... Nuts to You. He, he signed bet, it Nuts to You. I bet she wrote, a, she responded about some kind of surgery, perhaps. And he's a surgeon. I think it sounds to me like he is a surgeon and he messed up and one of his patients died. 
and why he keeps sending her multiple letters where it's coming at her for everything. And it's not like a one-page letter. It's 25 pages. If you're a surgeon and you have to ask Ann Landers- Can you imagine what that handwritten letter would look like if you're a surgeon? Ooh, that's rough. She probably took like days to try to figure out like a a doctor's handwriting. He actually wasn't swearing. He was saying everything completely fine. It's just- She was drunk and she couldn't figure it out. Actually, when she's drunk, everything comes into focus. And I, I do, I don't want you to be my surgeon if you have to write to Ann Landers and be like, do you know how to remove a liver? I don't want my surgeon writing to Ann Landers, period. Ever. <clears throat> you know, this is how Especially to do some for background tests. Like, shouldn't you relax between surgery? Aren't surgeries like four hours long? No, this is how he hours. gets his rocks off or gets, you know, maybe this is how maybe he Maybe he needs to go downstairs in his manhole. Isn't that fascinating? I loved that it was all, look, hey, enough of this. Stop writing all your trash to me. Sounds like the operation was a success, but the patient died. Shame. So that leaves it open for interpretation. I just think they're, I, I, the confidentials are weird. Confidential to T.L. in Berkeley. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the end of the human race will be that it will eventually die of civilization. Emerson must have had a crystal ball. Is your social life in a slump? Lonely? <laughs> Abby's updated, revised, and expanded booklet. How to be popular for people of all ages may, may be a help. For a copy, send the name and address clearly printed with a check or money order for $2.50 and a long stamp. 39 cents address. Uh, envelope to Dear Abby, Popularity Box 38923. We're going to add music <laughs> under that. That's her first ad. Good for her. Way to piggyback on her sister again. Every time I ask for a long self-addressed stamped envelope, my sister's right behind me, asking for the same thing. It's just like when we wanted the same doll when we were little, and then I punched her in the throat and took it. So I'm wondering, she doesn't really have anything to say to him. She's like, I just found a quote. From somebody else who knows better than me. I was at New Star Chinese Restaurant, and (laughs) I cracked open my, my fortune cookie, and here's what it said. That's basically what she did. Said and my lucky like, number is eight and fifteen. Could could have been like, dear Abby, my mother was just killed in a massive <laughs> fire accident in her in her U-Haul. You know, I and, believe it was the late great Tom Jones who said, "No, he's still alive." I believe Shaka Khan once said, "I in feel the irreverent for you, words I of R. You. Kelly, I believe I can fly." I believe I can touch the sky. And if your social life is in a slump. (laughs) (laughs) If you have questions about dating, please write to me and send 50 cents in a self-addressed stamped envelope. If you have questions about prison sex, please contact me at. Oh, she definitely knows about that. Wait, so go back for a second. What was, was there any clue as to what they were asking? Not at all. Confidential T.L. and Berkeley, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the end of the human race will be that it will eventually die of civilization. That's depressing. What did they write to her about? Well, it's 1985. It could be just about anything. The beginning of the end. This is the end. She was kind of ahead of her curve there. Well, I think we've discovered that last week. Yeah, I think, yeah, she was more progressive than than sis. She was definitely gentler. (laughs) Jesus. She will cup your balls where Anne will just punch you in them. Will remove them and wear them as earrings. Maybe that's why she's having those letters with that surgeon, 25 pages. I know. Maybe she's organizing something to, to get done to Jules. Maybe she is sitting in her mansion in Chicago 
just like in the devil. Did you ever read that book, Devil in the White City? Mm-mm. Where I think he's like a surgeon. But I don't he, read. Print he, is he, dead. He, build, <laughs> he builds like this like fortress in the middle of the city and no one can hear anybody scream. So he just like <gasps> tortures people and kills them. I'd love this it's, book. It's great. This Same. is what we're trying to create here at the Pineapple Ranch. Oh, God. This is why we're soundproofing. I hope you enjoyed that cake. Are you dizzy? It's okay. I need to get to the train. I don't know. It's for my spinning. Let me show you my hidey hole, Patrick. Come on down. Open It's a real fixer up. I don't understand. Overhead lighting. You can drink coffee on this porch. Where's my purse? Oh, I love this open concept. I can watch you bleed from the kitchen. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Wait, did I just do the last confidant? No, that was you. I just did. All right, ready? Keep it together. I know. It's, Go ahead. I'm not drunk yet. All right, from the Fremont Tribune in Fremont, Nebraska, December 23rd, what? real close to Christmas, 1974. What? Do you have the same one? No. Fremont? I just realized something. What? A year later, I just... Ju- <laughs> I'm doing my own research immediately. Good. Oh, in a real year, time. A year later, in February 1986... The Daily Republican Register, Mount Carmel, Illinois. Dear Abby, in confidential T.L. Berkeley, you wrote that, Ra- well, that Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the end of the human race will be that it will eventually die of civilization. Uncivilization, yes. Civilization, no. Oh. In his scholarly two-volume study, Civilization and Ethics, first published in 1923, the, the late Dr. Albert Schweitzer wrote, our civilization is going through a severe crisis. Most people think... The crisis is due to war, but they are wrong. War and everything connected with it is only a phenomenon of the condition of uncivilization in which we find ourselves. If anything kills us, Abby, it will be uncivilization. Arthur H. Prince. He's way too smart to be writing to Dear Abby. <laughs> right? I mean, way. I had a hard time getting through that. But this is a response, someone else's response. To her confidential, to her confidential. too. So it's confidential, confidential. That's a I double confidential. That is so meta. Wow. And I still don't actually like the letter. I mean, a lot of the times people respond to other people's letters in these. But that like to respond to a confidential two where you like you have no frame yeah, of reference no for idea where what it's he's coming talking from. About. No. I love this. We've gone so far down the rabbit hole. We've gone so far down the hidey hole. I, mean, I don't even know what it they stinks were talking down about. Here. Trust me, that's why we have a candle. <laughs> All right. Go on. Fremont Tribune, Fremont, Nebraska, December 23rd, 1974. It was a Monday. Mm. Confidential to straight from the horse's mouth. Oh. Are you talking about the whole horse? <laughs> that type of ignorance and racial bias isn't fashionable anymore, even in the most conservative circles. And Someone fucked their horse? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that like the scene in airplanes? Like you're gonna have to see yourself out. But also, <laughs> woman wait, in bed with are you horse. talking about the whole horse? So if they did, what part of the horse were they sticking things into? <laughs> wait, I like that she's looking for clarification. One more time. Are you talking? One more t- okay, ready. One, one more time, time for the listeners at home. Confidential one more time with too. feeling, please. <laughs> Confidential, do straight from the horse's mouth. Are you talking about the whole horse? <laughs> That type of ignorance and racial bias isn't fashionable anymore, even in the most conservative circles. I like that it's not fashionable anymore. 
to be racist and biased. <laughs> like, oh, maybe in the 50s, people were OK with it. Now we have to say. <laughs> Is this her way of saying I'm a cool <laughs> chick? Like I. Like she doesn't want to print the whole letter because she doesn't want to like. Straight from it's the like horse's she's mouth. Acknowledging racism, but I don't know, and I uh, that type of ignorance and racial bias isn't fashionable anymore. Anymore, anymore. Even in the most conservative of circles, she's full of shit. So, are you talking about the whole horse? What's what does that even mean? So, straight from the horse's mouth is the signature. Are you talking about the whole horse? I don't know. I, this is fantastic. That's why it's the open-endedness that makes me say, we can fill in the blanks any way we want. Right. But I don't like this. <laughs> I know. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it like, started off okay, and then it twisted to something racial, and I don't know what <laughs> happened. I don't like this. I know. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, Let's move on then. Okay. All right. <laughs> You uncomfortable now? Chicago Tribune, 1986. Chicago, Illinois. It was a Thursday. Confidential to engage to be married in Belleville, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Yes. I wrote a booklet titled How to Have a Lovely Wedding. But mm. the best advice I can offer as a, a bride is See your doctor and preferably a gynecologist Ooh. for a physical checkup and authoritative answers to all your questions before marriage. If birth control is desired, it should be planned before the wedding. This includes Catholic girls, too, as the rhythm method should be clearly understood to many to be successfully practiced. Too many young wives who have planned on working for years discover to their horror that they got pregnant on their honeymoon. Motherly ad advice from Aunt Liz or tips from one of the girls are fine, but before a bride keeps her date with the preacher, she should keep one with her doctor. <gasps> Is your social life in a slump? Want to get out more? Is your social life in a slump? Lonely, Abby's updated, revised, expanded booklet, How to Be Popular for People of All Ages may help for copies. It's the same damn booklet. We got to have the music screech, right? As you say that. <laughs> but this is a long confidential. Confidentials it are is. usually like, it, like yes wrapped or no. in a, yeah, wrapped in a riddle. Yeah. This one is clear. Myth. Yeah. This one is clear and just. Wait, so is she pregnant before marriage? Is I that what you take is, away from that? Well, I think this woman doesn't want to get pregnant. Doesn't want to. But is she married? No, she's getting married. Why don't you listen? Wait, no, I'm not getting confused. So she... Listen. I gotta get the shit out of my ears. Confidential to engage to be married. Where did you mess oh, up? Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> All I hear is bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. How my to line, have a lovely wedding. But the best advice I can offer a bride is see your doctor, preferably a gynecologist. Oh, and God. for a physical checkup and authoritative answers to all your questions before you marry. Do you want tomato soup? <laughs> Or vegetable soup. Motherly advice from Aunt Liz or tips from one of the girls are fine. But before a bride keeps her date with the preacher, she should keep one with her doctor. Clear as day. You, you so fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> and now we have to clean the machines. Non-compassmentus. I said good day. So she has tips from her Aunt Liz and other friends. Mm -hmm. and On how not to get pregnant. Like, why Why is she writing into Ann Landers? And why is it confidential? 
Because Oh, she wouldn't want that printed. Oh, because you know that her family probably reads these. And then she they would know if she printed, if she wrote a letter to her, they'd be like, uh oh. Janine's asking Ann Land or something. I mean, dear Abby. I bet she's she wrote in the real question was, can your husband find out if you've if you're not a virgin before you get married? Oh. That's what I think it's dishy. What year was this again? 86. 86? Who know. cares anymore? She's in Belleville, Illinois. I don't know. Working girl is already in the theaters. Is it? Yes. Jim. Yeah, it is. Ha! How dare you take her side? <laughs> Suck up. Eat your pine nuts. Um, yeah. That's interesting. What difference does it make in that year? If you are. Wouldn't you think that that would be, that's just kind of 1960s mentality. Yeah, but it's still the 80s. If yeah, you, but we're more progressive at that point. Who cares if we? she's a virgin? Are eh, we? Slightly. We're, look, all the fashion's back, so why not? Um, to find out if, he's a, if she's a virgin before they get married. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, working girl, 88. Ah! <laughs> I want to I publicly apologize to you. Yeah. On this podcast, well, you just for bringing just working apologize. girl into the conversation before it was time. I will never side with my wife again. I hope you're all. I hope you've all learned a valuable lesson. I am leaving. Get my car. But I will never. I agree need to get out of Mariah here. Mariah Carey is talented. <laughs> Can we get a crash box in here? I don't even know what is wrong with you today. Mm. I'm feeling confidential and sexy. Yeah? It's my hidey hole. Well, I'm feeling angry and violent. Well, let's do this then! More! All right. Let's move it along. Move it along. All right. What else do you have that you probably don't understand? Oh, okay. If you can explain this one to me. Okay. Confidential to chew your cabbage twice. That's... What? Disgusting. This is how somebody else signed it. Confidential to chew your cabbage twice. This is the Hartford Current, March to, March second, nineteen sixty nine. There you go. Confidential to chew your cabbage twice. I'd be happy to. Nothing is more flattering to a speaker than to be asked to repeat something he said in a speech. My definition of a consultant is someone who borrows your watch to tell you what time it is. And. So obviously someone said, can you... Can you reiterate something that you you said in a previous article? My definition of a consultant is someone who borrows your watch to tell you what time it is. It's like literally reading fortune cookies. Yeah. I I don't even know. I don't even understand what this this confidential shit is anyway. Why would you need to be confidential about that? It's not that funny? No. She's just fucking lame. She She's had to... Why is this wet? But hey, there's one right underneath it that just says, confidential to EKP. Yes, it's possible. Give it a try. Yeah, it's blood. <laughs> if it's on fire, put it out. Confidential to Patrick. There's a cream for that. And... Confidential to OJ. <laughs> In LA. Burn the glove. 
Get a new car. <laughs> we'll write our own confidentials right now. Confidential two. Box Out of, of time in Billings, Montana. Stop talking so loudly and maybe your husband's testicles will descend again. You are holding on to house hunters. I can't let it go. Maybe you should try. It made me so angry. Mariah Carey has a song called Let It Can't Let Go. <laughs> That's not it. That's emotion. <sighs> Who cares? All right. What? Oh, what? No, I'm sorry. You you have another confidential? Confidential to Bob B. Or Bobby Brown. I don't know. <gasps> Wouldn't it be great if he wrote to her? Well, he probably didn't. May 24th, 1978, on a Wednesday, Chicago Tribune. Oh, he could have written to her. Confidential to Bobby B. Bobby B! <laughs> hey, Bobby B! <laughs> no one said it better than Benjamin Franklin. Dear personal friend who I just had drinks with in the pump room in Chicago. Um, no oh. one said it better than Benjamin Franklin. If a man empties his purse into his head, no man could take it away from him. An investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. Please hang in there and get your degree. Well, clearly she didn't go to college in this day and age where it will drive you into the ground before you ever walk out of your institution's doors. Who is quoting Ben Franklin, who basically looks like Ina Garten with gray hair? Mm, It's like you can see where she's going. Yeah. Give her some wire rimmed glasses and a kite with a key. Oh, wait, that's Edison. Sorry, my bad. That's Franklin. That's Ben. Every... You know? Wow. I have never claimed at the beginning of this podcast that I was smart. Confidential to Aaron M. (laughs) Hang in there and get your degree, dumbass. Maybe this is is my lesson to myself. Maybe I should have gotten a degree. (laughs) If I could empty my purse into my head. Now, instead, I just have a purse that's filled with all that stuffing to make it look full. Ripped up newspapers. (laughs) Or get your degree in TV VCR repair. Gun do you repair. think this is an, a good question for the, for the for the pod? Yeah. Uh, do you think in this day and age it is worth it to invest in a college education when no. we are in the gig economy and people are driving themselves into the ground with debt? No, oh, I don't. You do not believe it's worth it to get a college education because you don't need one to make a living anymore. There's Correct. no guarantee, right? Okay. Wow. That was it. That's the end of the conversation. No period. The end. I don't think I should have gone to college. <gasps> really? Yeah. What did you study? Um, I studied a lot of things. I just wasn't really, I wasn't ready for college. Oh, I, I loved college. I loved college. I wasn't ready and I just was not super focused. Well, we don't have a rumspringa. We don't have a year. Well, you like can. there's that that like break a gap year. year, a gap year in like Europe is standard. Right, they That's take smart. a year off. Yeah, get to know what you want to do because otherwise, all the drugs out of your system, mm, or drugs in your system, and then go. Well, the problem is like a lot of these kids go to college right out of high school, so they're all drinking their faces off in their parents' basement. Time. Oh, now they go to college. They're doing it somewhere else. No one's watching them, and they become like a raging alcoholic addict and leave with a hundred grand in debt. Right. Mm-hmm. And doesn't really, it doesn't really matter what they do because their parents are so wealthy that they've just bought them out of jail and, you know, given them a job anyway. Oh, so. God. I, don't, I wonder if this is where All we're going now. Like, because colleges have become so ridiculously expensive and they're not a guarantee anymore that you're going to be dropped into the workplace. Well, there was a recent study about how the disparity of, in, in wealth in America is even worse than we thought it is. 
So like oh, the people God, the wealthy wanna... the wealthier are even wealthier than we had than imagined. we knew. Yeah. But we're not allowed to touch them because we're plebes. Right. And they're like, don't it, look at us. The game is rigged against people who don't have money. There I said it. Oh. No, and this, it's and this true is from though. Inside the closet. Yeah, truly. You've I'm just you've, saying you've I'm just saying I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying a lot of things. If you can read between the lines. You don't even need to read between them. Do. We're sitting on top of them. Well then get off me. Don't touch my hidey hole. Listen, I say we move on away from confidential. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, do you want to go into listener mail? Listener mail. Oh, I'm very listener excited. mail. Oh, All right, listener mail. Someone wrote to me and they Listen didn't write to you. They wrote to me and they don't want to hear from you. Underneath the city lights. No, thank you. There are letters you know about. <laughs> sorry. So, sorry, sorry, just sorry, we're warming I up. I mean, I thought I was channeling 70J Block and apparently I was just H&R Block. <clears throat> I like listener mail so do more I. and more. I, I agree. I, like I said this time. to him. I said I like writing them. Who's him? This this there's a guy to my left. Then you address him as either your lover, he's your love making partner. Ew! Stop that, Patrick. Your husband, the man that you pleasure. Can once we not a year. talk dirty in front of the swizzle cake? Can we please? It's made with Bacardi Gold. Let's have a little bit of class. <sighs> Are you ready? I am very ready. Okay, it's time. Do you want to read the very first listener mail question? We have two of them this week. Yes. And the more you people write to us, the more we will answer you in the style of Anne and Abby. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Write to us with any questions you have in life. We love you. Wow. Love is... Severe. Very strong. I feel that way. Which listen? We have two listener mails. Do you want to do uh, planes first or? Yes. Box wine. Oh, good. I'm very excited. Okay. These ones really, I really love listener mail. This is my favorite thing that we do now. Okay. Dear Pod, I was booking a flight the other day and the prices were astronomical. There were no direct flights to my destination for under $450. Upon closer <coughs> inspection, there was a flight for $140 to another location that first stops at my destination. I thought, what if I just get off after the first leg? So I called the airline to make sure there wouldn't be any issues with that, and the representative said, just ethical issues. If you book a flight, you should take it to your final destination. How is that unethical? Signed, Ethical and Exton. Crack it open. Go right into your answer. People in the airlines, sometimes you just, it's like, you just, when you're actually at the counter and they say shit like that, it's like, do you want to get punched today? Do you really want to get punched? Yeah. Meanwhile, they're they're like, oh, do you have a cat in that bag? (laughs) We're going to fold it in half and we're going to put it underneath the plane and maybe you'll see it on the other side. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, do do you want to see your husband again? No? Okay. Then keep talking to me like that about fucking fares and Final Destination. Do you ever see the Do you ever see the movie Final Destination Woman? Because we're gonna put yeah on that conveyor belt. It's actually a how-to guide movie. <laughs> it was really a documentary feature. Yeah, yeah. Careful that your dress doesn't get snagged on that conveyor belt and suck you in, just like that video. It'd from. be a shame. Yeah. I want to hear so, what, how you answer this. So Abby responds with, mm-hmm. "Dear Ethical, 
Many years ago, several friends of mine and I had the bright idea to work for the airlines. Betty, Rosemary, Twink, Patsy, and I submitted our resumes for consideration <laughs> to be the elite women in the sky. This, of course, when air travel was really something special, a very coveted career. We thought it was our chance to see the world and really be the cosmopolitan women we had hoped to be. Well, the airline sadly had a different idea for me. They suggested that I be better suited in lost and found rather than fly and serve position I was interested in. Betty, Rosemary, Twink, and Patsy, however, were given their assignments and became the chosen ones while I was tossed aside. I feel that my reply to your question is a biased one. Sadly, the airlines are not the same as they once were, and the luxury aspect has been tossed aside like a worn-out cashmere sweater from Lord & Taylor. So I say, since they have tossed their ethics aside, you shouldn't worry about skipping that leg of the trip in order to save some money. Your final destination is wherever you want to go, and you're not friends with the airlines anyway. If you were, they wouldn't charge you for a blanket and a thing of peanuts. Friends don't do that unless you have cheap friends. And if you see Betty, Rosemary, Twink, or Patsy on your trip, don't forget to smile and tell them that you're a friend of Abby's. I love it! Yay, Twink! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I've never heard of that, though. I mean, I, I guess... It would be cheaper and you get off. I thought that, I, I mean, I thought that there was an issue that you, you have to, or do you get off the plane and then I don't, unless it? you have to think know. about um, your luggage. Is it a security? Oh, that's right. The only thing that would concern me would be that you wouldn't be able to get your luggage if you only took half of a flight. But if you're carrying on, so be it. Get off the flight. Do what you got to do. I'd get off the flight and then say, I'm not going to make it. I'm sick. If you want to, I mean, if you want to oh, call. Oh, see, say, I, I. Just wouldn't even. I would carry on. Well, like the what is the police going to come to your door and be like, "You missed your flight." This is oh, unethical. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no, I've never. Why would it? What's the issue? Like, oh well, I feel bad that I didn't go to Sacramento when I needed to go to Tucson. <laughs> Was stupid. Stupid. Here's you ready? Are you ready for Ann Lander's response to this? No. Oh, you'll not. You're not ready. Believe me. <laughs> she had a lot to say. Oh, okay. Dear X, unethical? Unethical? Wow. You know what's unethical? Hidden fees. You know what's unethical? Sitting on a runway with no air conditioning. You know what's unethical? Charging anyone to fly to Wisconsin. It's it's Wisconsin. You should be paying us. I hardly think anyone in the air travel industry is in a position to state what's ethical when Southwest makes passengers seat themselves. A horrifying business model that always ends up looking like the running of the bulls in Pamplona. I elbowed a girl in the face for an emergency exit seat and I would do it again. During my long life on this planet, I have seen air travel go from a luxurious way to get to your destination, complete with men in suits and women with pillbox hats and cigarettes and holders, to a scene out of Saving Private Ryan (laughs) with people running from gate to gate, screaming babies, pushy people wearing pajamas and stupid neck pillows before they even enter the airport. Why are you wearing a neck pillow at the ticket counter? Do you need to relax right now? Is it too much to ask to hold your own head up or is the weight of the world crushing your cervical spine? All this is to say, in life I find it easier to ask forgiveness than permission. 
When it comes to travel, you get yourself there the fastest, easiest, safest, and cheapest way you can. And no phone operator at Spirit Air, the only airline approved by Indiana Jones, where they're one day away from asking us to push the plane down the runway, where the safety demo starts with removed duct tape from doors, where they are on the verge of asking people to check their babies at the gate, can stand in just judgment of you. It is every man for themselves in air travel. Skipping the second leg means you make room for a girl with an emotional support ferret. <laughs> you look out for number one. Godspeed. And was this a slow work week for you? <laughs> this was written while I was relaxing this morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I stand by everything that Anne just said. I agree. And I we both look, luxury is gone from this this form of travel now. So let's just out when, with it. When you are going to the airport and you look like you're going to bed or into surgery, and then you put your <laughs> disgusting feet in between the, the seats, so then I am now looking at your toes. No. What is wrong with everybody? It's a, it's a bus in the air. That's all flying is now. It's, it's survival of the fittest. And I don't I also don't want to talk to you. If I don't if I'm not sitting next to someone that I know, this no. is not the audience participation part of flying. I don't talk to other people when I travel in general. Like I don't want to I make I specifically do not make eye contact because people want to talk to me. But I was on a flight from Ireland back here. I went to an Irish wedding, which meant that I was running on two hours of sleep and my liver was completely full. Sure. And they seated me next to a guy who, it, he was acting as if this was the first plane he had ever been on in his life. And he had a Southern accent. And he was like, well, this is just lovely. I got upgraded to an emergency row. Also, and he wanted to talk to anybody who would listen to him. And it was an emergency row. I had upgraded just to get more leg room. So it's just me and this guy in this row. And every time I shifted, he tried to talk to me. I put my earbuds on, still kept trying to talk to me. I put my hoodie up. And my glasses on still kept trying to talk to me. And I realized that I could not do a six-hour flight with this guy next to me unless I addressed the issue. And usually I avoid conflict. And I did everything I could to send him every social signal. Did you open up the emergency door? I, I was so close. If there was an ejector seat, I was like praying for John Lithgow and that thing on the, <laughs> the wing, you know, that was going to rip apart the plane. Twilight Zone, the movie. I, and it was, we were an hour in and every time I shifted... Hey, what you watching on the screen over there? Is that Lord <laughs> of the Rings? I was so exciting. I once saw that in the... Th uh, and it got to a point where I, look, I, I took all my, gla I took my glasses off. I took my headphones out and I said, sir, you need to stop speaking to me. And I used her tone of voice. I was like, you need to stop speaking. Do you want tomato soup? I was so direct with him. And I said, please stop talking to me. And I said it like that. And I put my headphones back in and my glasses and my hoodie up and he kept talking to me. But now it was real. apologizing. Now he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just so excited to be on this flight, you know. And I was like, <laughs> you're still talking to me. You're still doing it. Okay. That's all I had to say about that. Did you that. see the thing in the newspaper the other day where someone was trying to go to the bathroom and they opened up the emergency door? No. <laughs> hey, How do you confuse the This is the called two? thinning the herd. It is Clear as day, emergency door. Well, there's a huge red handle that looks dif looks difficult to open. <laughs> this has to be the way into the bathroom. No, not this gentle, tiny little handle that says vacancy. I've never 
never had to break it's, a seal before to get into oh, the bathroom. What's but that hey, slide all about? It's very. It's this is a very fancy airplane. People are dumb. Damn it, Frontier. Ugh. I've never flown on Frontier. It's I. I Alaska Airlines was my favorite. I don't know how it hasn't gotten a good. I, I used to why. like JetBlue. Yeah, JetBlue is everything has gone downhill ever since they started dragging people bleeding up the aisles. <laughs> I really I'm feel waiting for that. Like flying is an MMA flight at this point. Kinda. MMA fight. Sorry. MMA fight and flight. Oh, wait, I turn my Oh, you need that. You need that for your answer. <laughs> for answer number two. All right. Well then you begin. Listener mail. You do this one. Oh, okay, good. Listener mail number two. Uh this person did not sign it for the record, so I added I took the liberty of adding a signature at the end of this. Okay. I feel like I'm in a writing competition. Oh, I know. Challenge! When having people over and on a budget, when is it okay to use boxed wine? Is it ever? Never? And do you pour the boxed wine into a bottle and then recork it, or just let the whole secret out and not be ashamed of your box of sadness? Help! Signed, boxed, and broke. Hmm. Are you ready for my answer? I mean, I Are guess you I queued really up? I really don't have a choice. No, you don't. Get yeah. ready and get excited. I'm excited. I am ready. And I'm still looking at Jim. God, I hate you. <laughs> All right, here's the answer. Dear Broke, funny you should ask about boxed wine. I'm shoulder deep in a box of Franzia Merlot right now. Today's boxed wine ain't your mama's reuniti on ice. Thanks to a resurgence in popularity and a need to get buzzed during New Jersey Transit rush hour, the quality of boxed wine is much better than it used to be. They're a fantastic, cost-effective way to entertain. Most boxed wines contain three-liter bags, the equivalent of four bottles, which is perfect for large gatherings or drinking alone in your closet. (laughs) They're also eco-friendly. A box of wine lasts the average person three weeks in the refrigerator, or in my case, until noon. (laughs) Wine Enthusiast magazine recently shared their top 10 boxed wines, ranging from organic Chardonnays for under $30 to pouches that look like a boozy Capri Sun. I recommend skipping the straw on that one and hooking it up to an IV drip. So go ahead, put your box on display. People will be happy you're getting them buzzed. And if anyone has an issue, tell them wine enthusiast and Ann Landers said it was okay. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to change my IV bag to Pinot Noir. Ann. <laughs> well, well done. Thank you. Do you do you like boxed wine? Oh, me? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. You do. Yes, I do. I've I've taste tested several. I've taken a lot for a ride. Now, you and I belong to a wine club. Yes, we're we are headed to this later. evening. Yes. We've not done a boxed wine challenge. Ooh, that's something. We might want to, you know, throw on the pile. We're just putting it out mm. there. But have you had boxed wines? Um, ooh, it almost feels like you're judging it before it's happened. I I think I've had it once. I've had canned wine. Canned wine is great. And can what is that? Can rosé? Like is it the Sofia Coppola rosé champagne? What's it called? Sofia Coppola. No, there's another one where it's like... A canned... I forgot what it's called. Anyway, we had them at our wedding reception that my sister threw, which was kind of fun. I think they're fantastic. Those are really good. Some, the one that I brought 
from Barefoot Winery? Oh, that was not fantastic, but that <laughs> technically wasn't wine. Legally, we could not call that wine. That was pear Legally with a little bit of urine. Wine. Ready? Yes. Okay. You can travel with them very well. I love them. Boxed wine. Dear Boxed, Boxed wine is relatively is a relatively new option for the young professional crowd, and I think it can be a wonderful addition to your cocktail party if you are indeed on a budget. Maybe using some beautiful Baccarat crystal wine glasses will elevate your grapes in a box goodness. You know everybody's palate is vastly different, and one's bold and pricey Bordeaux could taste like a flat tab cola to another. <laughs> As Doris Day sang, Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. And with these ever-changing times, with new gimmicks for the young professional crowd to gather to impress their con- constituents, who is to say if your wine comes in a box is worse off than a wine in a bottle? Trust me. I've had many of bad bottles of wine uncorked at the most exclusive of restaurants and parties. I would gladly raise a glass or box to you and yours for being open and honest with the wine that you choose. Stand by your boxed wine and drink it proudly. Unless, of course, it tastes like the box that it came in. We both agree. We both agree this week on our answers. I think we're... Um, we're finding a happy place. Yes. You and I together. There's a place for us. Through listener mail, we find out we have more in common than not. Mm. Until a listener asks us a Mariah Carey-based question. DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. I, I want to painfully braid your hair to then just <laughs> rip them out. That's what I would like to do. It's just because you know I'm right. Uh, I love boxed wine, and I'm going to bring you a boxed wine Fine. next week. Why don't An you just individual. bring it to the party tonight? No, I'm bringing you're already fancy coming. champagne. Oh. Tonight is champagne night. Tonight is the night, is the night for love. Speaking of which, it's time for specialty cocktail, specialty, specialty drink. Spe- oh. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to coordinate our songs. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? If we can just end it with specialty cock, that's how this whole episode is going to end. Specialty cock. This is basically how I sing to Jenny in the elevator. Yeah, see? Oh, so today's specialty cocktail is inspired by the confidential theme. Confidential. And LA confidential. The LA confidential. Oh, so the name of this week's specialty cocktail is Reykjavik Confidential. And just for the record, my husband spelt it phonetically underneath because he thinks I'm a dummy. Do you want some tomato soup with that? All right. So the Reykjavik Confidential is two ounces bison grass vodka. Very good. Ooh, I've had that. A half ounce crowberry. What the hell's a crowberry? What's a snozberry? This is a confidential berry. Okay. One quarter ounce Fernet Branca. Good luck finding that. I think I just got rid of that at, at City and I, I, <laughs> I got a wicked case of Fernet Branca. Two dashes bitters and a lemon peel garnish. I like that most of these uh, ingredients you need to find in the Amazon. I think so. That's what makes it confidential. Oh. So this is created by Deer Pod's creative mixologist, Ben Jeffrey of the famous Hakuna Hut in the heart of Broadway, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank Ben for putting this item together. And Crowberry is a Reykjavik distilled liqueur. Look at that slender. Cor- Reykjavik is the capital of Iceland, of Iceland which is a place where 
confidential people like to go. I'd like to go back there. It's wonderful. I'd like to go there, period. I would love to go to Iceland, but you I won't be flying Spirit Air anytime soon. You should soon. be traveling on your period anyway. <laughs> what a slender They're going to let me leave the hut. I'm very excited by this. And Fernet Bronco. Um, it's, so we have a couple different liqueurs in this, eh? Eh? It's whatever it is. It's going to be a mystery to me. So I want to cheers to you. Yes, sir. Questionable musical taste. Wow. To you, the Reykjavik Confidential. Cheers. Uh, 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 There it is. (laughs) Make you work for it. Wow. That is a kick in the mouth that can only be given to you by Southwest Airlines. That is fantastic. Thank you, Ben Jeffrey, for coming up with that. You know what that goes really well with? It like keeps, strawberry it rum keeps swizzle giving. cake. It keeps on giving. Oh my god, it does! Uh, wow that that'll that'll cure what ails you. I think that just cut through five layers of mucus in my throat. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's healthy. That's really great. I want to thank the people of Reykjavik. I want to thank Ben Jeffrey for coming up with this cocktail. I want to thank my mother. I want to thank Galen for bringing us uh, the oh strawberry my. rum swizzle cake with Bacardi Gold, direct from Bermuda, Bahama. Plenty illegal. Come on, pretty mama. I said Montego. Baby, no. why don't we go? And we'll never come back. Do you ever sing to your dog? Do you want me to answer that question? There's not a moment of the day <laughs> that I don't sing to my dog. To the point where it was the only way to get them back in the house. And Jim knew the song that I had to sing to them to get back in the house. And the best was one morning, he couldn't wrangle them back in. And I heard him having to sing the song (laughs) to them. And nothing was better. So this is the song that I would have to sing to get them back in the house. Hello, my loving boobies, 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 ba, 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 B-O-O-B-I-N-E-B-O-O-B. And that got them in the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm in the kitchen. Different. And he's in the backyard with them. And I hear him going, Izzy, Scott, come on, come on. Let's go in. Let's go in. Come on, come on, come on. <sighs> Hello, my loving boobies, boobies, <laughs> boobies. <laughs> and he was totally serious. And I yelled from the kitchen, once more with feeling. I really enjoy that outfit you're wearing today. <laughs> you're a good man who likes his dogs. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Dear Pod. Continue to listen. Continue to rate and review and subscribe. If you like us, tell your friends. We're great for water cooler conversation. Spread it around like E. coli off of a cruise ship that just came in from Bermuda. Wait a minute. Where's my hidey hole at? Hidey hole. Hidey hole. My hidey hole. Hidey hole. Hidey hole. Hidey hole. Hidey hole. Hidey hole. But what about my hidey hole?